Oh, man, this is really living. What's up everybody? D53 on Saturday, June, oh, I'm sorry, June, July 10th. Five months till my birthday. I always make that joke whenever it's the 10th. So I haven't really been having much to say. So I feel like this is a video just to check in and say I'm still here. Uh, I will say I've been trying my best to not get too fired up about the country going to hell in a handbasket. Um, more and more information continues to come out showing how corrupt our government agencies have become. You got the whole NSA spying thing with Tucker Carlson and the left jumps to the defense of the government, which is hilarious because they used to be the ones that didn't trust anybody that would applaud investigative journalism to get to the bottom of government corruption. But once they're in power, it's like it's not an issue at all. Um, so that's that's one thing that's that's been quite crazy. You have the corruption of the NSA. You got the corruption of the FBI with the whole January 6th narrative. Um, we see the corruption of the CDC and the FDA on a daily basis. The corruption of the president and his family. Uh, literally overtly setting up schemes to funnel money and to launder money. It's just like amazing. Like it's like in broad daylight and everybody's like, oh, it's perfectly acceptable. Um, talking about the Hunter Biden art collection, which is hilarious. <clears throat> the uh, cases are starting to increase as expected and I honestly don't care. <laughs> it's just like I'm at the point now where I need to stop looking at numbers because numbers are not going to dictate how I live my life and they shouldn't dictate how you live your life because numbers are controlled by people who have an agenda. Uh, cases are starting to rise because COVID is becoming more transmissible, which means it's becoming weaker as a, a, virulent, a virulent disease. Um, deaths, we're averaging about 200 deaths a day, which is less it's about two and a half percent of the average daily deaths from all causes so if you're going to live in fear of something that's the two percent uh that's two percent of the cause that you might die in a day then have at it i will not um all this talk about uh basically anything the news is telling you you should just ignore it and live your life the way you choose based on the constitution based on 
the thing that will most honor God and show love to others. Uh, if that means in your world wearing a mask, showing love to others, then that's great. I personally feel that it is detrimental to my health to continue to wear a mask, so I will not be doing that, uh, regardless of the rules of any place that I go. Uh, hospital setting is one I might make an exception, obviously, but hopefully I won't have to be in a hospital setting. Um, basically, for my mental health, I'm still listening to daily podcasts. I know what's going on in the news. I know what's going on with the uh, the ongoing audits that people are trying to diminish and defame. I know what's going on, and you should too, because if you're just getting your information from mainstream sources, it's propaganda. I don't know how how many times I can say that. For example, they've started to shift. The Arizona Secretary of State started to shift from saying the whole thing is a joke, it's sloppy, it's terrible. Then you have delegations from multiple states. I think it's like up to 20 states have gone out to see this audit and said, wow, this thing is a tightly run ship. It's not a partisan effort. There are Democrats involved in this audit, no matter what the news media is trying to make you believe. Uh, it's not being done to make Donald Trump the president. It's being done so that the voters of Arizona who asked for this, who demanded this audit feel comfortable knowing going into 2022 and 2024 that their voice will be heard in the form of casting their vote. The Democrats don't want audits for multiple reasons. One, if there was any type of cheating or manipulation of the ballots, they don't want that to come to light because they're in power and that would jeopardize their one-party rule. Two, the cloud of mystery works in their favor because people who most of the majority of people who are concerned that their voice doesn't matter and are concerned that there is uh, a lack of integrity in elections are Republicans and they know that if Republicans believe their vote won't matter, they won't actually vote. This is one of the reasons why Donald Trump was so adamant that people get out and vote, to make his number so high that it, it is clear that there isn't, uh, the, the, those of us that are on the right are not in the minority. Far from it, actually. I believe that there's a silent majority realize that this country is now headed in, in the opposite direction of where we've been um, in terms of energy independence, increase in annual income for households, lower income households, um, black unemployment rates plummeting uh, under the Trump administration, just a lot of positives that the news media refused to cover because they wanted to talk about the guy's mean tweets. Um, so, and you'll we'll see it now as Trump does these rallies and everything. Like, you're seeing the enthusiasm. It hasn't waned. If anything, more people have jumped on, uh, which is just mind-boggling to watch. And you see our president, he can't even remember the names of the people in his, in his, uh, in his office or that, that he's named. If Donald Trump had done that, if Donald Trump had done any of the things that Joe Biden has done since becoming president, the news 
media would be having a fit. They'd be saying they need to use the 25th Amendment. They'd be saying he's trying to line the pockets of his family using his power in the executive branch to financially better himself. The opposite was actually true. Donald Trump lost almost half of his wealth by being president. Joe Biden has made his living, has made a comfortable life for himself as a government service, uh, in government service. So there are a lot of comparisons you can make. And what's funny is that many of the things they accused Donald Trump of doing or being, Joe Biden has proven those things to be true in himself. And if you take the blinders off, you can recognize that. Anyway, those are my thoughts about what's going on. There's so much, so much going on. Parents, do not send your children to school if they are going to continue to teach critical race theory, which, yes, I understand critical race theory is a law, uh, is a law school ter term, but we're going to lump everything in because it all comes, all this indoctrination of white privilege, intersectionality, um, white guilt, uh, checking your privilege, uh, guilt by association based on color of your skin, oppressor, oppressed, all that language stems from critical theory. And then this is specifically about race, critical race theory. Stop. Don't be afraid to speak out because you're afraid of being called a racist because that's all they have. If they throw the race card at you, it's because they know you're over the target. It's because they know that their arguments won't win and they have no leg to stand on. So they'll throw out the race card. They'll throw out the, the misogynistic card. They'll throw out the white supremacist card. That's because they know if you put the arguments side by side, the most rational people will agree with conservatives. It's just the facts. They don't deal in facts. They deal in narrative. And those are two different things. Hey folks, it's Monday, July 11th, 2 o'clock. July 12th, I'm sorry, 2 o'clock. And we're at the Reading Public Museum for a Lego exhibit. Yay. everybody it's Tuesday July 13th 8:51, and I'm pulling out on my way to work we don't have to be in until 10:05 now because we are meeting back to meeting in the cast meeting room as opposed to meeting in the house uh, cases I'm not even it's at this point it's ridiculous but cases like doubled in the last week which is still still pretty low because I think the average cases was like 23,000 a day um, which I will say just a couple weeks ago we were celebrating 23,000 a day so I'm not too concerned about that uh, especially because deaths have held steady and everything we know about these variants is that they're becoming more easily transmissible which means more people are testing positive for it with mild to no symptoms and uh hospitalizations are, are still in good shape so not much to worry about on that regard and I'm, I'm really hoping that people push back against some of these uh, school districts and just norm agencies that are going to try to make this next year the same as it was last year 
and there's no reason for that because we know exactly what we're dealing with. We have treatments for it. We have a vaccine for it. We should be able to resume our normal lives. Um, the problem that I see and I'm concerned about is the aggressive efforts to force people to be vaccinated. Now, we're not talking about necessarily holding people down and putting the needle in their arms, which I don't think we're actually as far away from that as you would think. Um, but the idea of vaccination through coercion, through um, deception, through um, manipulation, that is what I'm concerned about. If the vaccine is available, it's freely available, anybody can get it, there's enough doses, then it's up to the people to choose to get it or not. And the fact that that's not acceptable to the government is scary. Um, it's very scary <clears throat> because of what we've, they've already shown themselves willing to do in the name of their progressive agenda. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that and speak up when you feel like you are being ostracized, discriminated against, uh, because of whether you want to inject something that isn't even fully approved. Now, the, they're talking about once it becomes fully FDA approved, trying to mandate it, which I just don't understand how you can do that. I don't understand how you can force someone in America to put something into their body. I, I, I don't know. Just very eye-opening. Enough of that sadness. <clears throat> Today we get our audition packets for David 2022. And I am freaking out a little bit. Um, there are certain roles that I would love to be able to sing and read for. And I just don't know how they see me. I don't know if they think of me as an old character or a young man I don't I don't know uh, it's been kind of all over the map since I started working here just I'm trying to figure out where to put me my biggest issue is that I speak and sing as though I'm in my early 20s but my body type and um, presence is that of an older person and that becomes difficult. Um, I prefer to play uh, villainous, uh, dark, brooding characters. Um, I think that's my strength. Um, I haven't gotten the chance to really show that as much as I would like. But hopefully I get the opportunity. I'm really interested in the role of Saul. It all just comes down to if they are willing to see someone who isn't muscular or um, ridiculously handsome. <laughs> Even though I arrogantly say, talk about my looks, it's usually in a very uh, self-deprecating way. Um, it's not... I have not typically been lumped into groups of, let's say, handsome people. Um, but all that to say, I think I could crush this role. I really do. And I'm hard-pressed to 
think of anyone that could do the role in the way that I could. Uh, and that's not arrogance, that's just knowing what my strengths and skills are, knowing what the role requires from an acting and singing standpoint, and knowing that I could deliver on those things. So now it's just up to me to hopefully get the opportunity to show them that I can, and then knocking it out of the park. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, part of me is half expecting to just be given like little side bit roles to read and sing for, which would be kind of disappointing. Because um, based on my feedback and everything, I think I have one of the strongest voices in the cast. I don't think that's being arrogant. I think I've had multiple people say that to me. Wish me luck. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, July 20th, 8.52 a.m., and I'm heading into work. Oh, where to begin? Uh, it's been a while. Um, I haven't had much to say. Cases are climbing. Deaths are not. Uh, I don't even know if hospitalizations are really climbing. Tons of breakthrough cases of the vaccine, so that's awesome. So kudos to everybody out there. Um, Texas Democrats, that's my favorite story. If you haven't heard that one, that's just amazing. The very same people who want to eliminate the filibuster and jam through unpopular policies uh, that the majority of Americans don't actually want when you look at the polls, uh, they're the ones who don't like the fact that the majority of Texans, as demonstrated by the demographics, as demonstrated by both the House and Senate and the executive branch of Texas are moving forward with legislation that they don't like. So they decided to run away from Texas and then all of them who claim to be fully vaccinated decided to go maskless, you know, because that's the science. Um, they, five of them, the last I checked, tested positive for COVID, but they all had mild to no symptoms. You know, like most people who get COVID. <laughs> Uh, but I'm not allowed to say that. We can only focus on the 0.2% of people who die from COVID. Um, because if you if you got COVID and recovered and were fine, you're the enemy to the narrative. Um, so I've kind of stopped. I mean, I still look at the numbers every day, but I've kind of stopped thinking they mean anything. Especially when you look at England or UK. Their cases are almost back to where their peak is, and their deaths haven't gone up at all. And they actually just had their freedom day, which I think is funny, because all of a sudden they realize, like, oh, well, this new variant might be super contagious, and a lot of people might get it, but it's not really causing any problems. Hospitalizations aren't being overrun. People aren't really dying from it. So basically what's happening, and the news is acting like this is new. This is a phenomenon that we've never seen before. A virus is becoming more and more contagious. It's becoming endemic, which means it's just basically seeding itself into the population and it's going to run its course, just like every virus since the dawn of man. Which I should say, since the fall of man. Um, the, the people of the world are rising up against authoritarianism, which is 
exciting to see. It's dangerous because they're going to be punished, but they don't care because they realize that freedom is more valuable than safety. Um, so that's it's interesting, and the news isn't really covering it, but we're seeing protests across the world. France tried to make uh, vaccination mandatory and threatened people with six months in prison if they forged their uh, like fake vaccination cards and stuff. And there was like over 100,000 people that have been protesting every day since then. And then I, th I believe the prime minister, like, or whatever they call them, the president in France, like backed off that. So it's amazing what happens when people actually wake up and voice their opinion. The silent majority, as it were. Um, people, elected officials, they think they're doing what the people want because they're listening to the people on social media. It's amazing once they realize, like, many people aren't on social media. I completely disagree with you. And when their voices are heard, it's usually a little bit more than keyboard warrior. It's, I'm going to stand in front of your office and chant that you be, you resign and put the fear, a little bit of fear of God into you because you might lose your livelihood uh, because you, we, our tax dollars pay your salary. It's a whole different, we always want to, um, civil and non-violent, but uh, I don't buy the lie that speech is violence, so you exercise your free speech. <clears throat> uh, what else is going on? Oh, our personal life is crazy. Uh, I have auditions next Monday for David. I've been asked to read and sing for Saul and Nathan are two of the largest characters, most significant characters in the story of David, and they're the two characters I was most interested in. So that was exciting to be able to come in, because it's not a given that you're going to get to audition for the roles that you want. So I've been working on my audition, uh, worked with a, a cast member, a fellow cast member, on her audition, and got some good feedback and good notes to direction I should head in with it, so I won't find out till October, and then additionally, um, there is possibly an opportunity for my wife, um, a job opportunity that would complicate a lot of things uh, for our family, but would head us in the direction that we ultimately want to end up complicated part of it is what it means for our kids um, and then also making a decision like that when my job at Sight and Sound is right in the most um, unknown because of it being casting season so um, the school is uh, closer to Sight and Sound and I probably shouldn't be sharing all this information but whatever <laughs> Um, for all I know, by the time I actually get this video out, the decision will be made, so at this point it doesn't matter. Um, we wouldn't move yet, because that's a whole other thing, and I don't want to move in this market because it's crazy. Um, but we would, uh, we would possibly get the opportunity to drive together, and then we would just uh, figure all that out. But 
what's even more, what's making the decision more difficult is it's becoming increasingly difficult to be impartial and just look at the, the best case scenario for our family long term because of issues with uh, this newer school and the fact that they have been back with, they were back in person and had no, they did parental choice from the get-go last year and they had no issues and the parents didn't want mandates so the school obeyed the parents and they did really well. However, I contacted the, the leadership of my kid's school, my wife's school, and asked them to make a statement that they would not require things regardless of what the local government decided to do. Because as we've seen, they're already calling for a reinstatement of mask mandates, even for people who are vaccinated, you know, because science. And uh, they're ignoring the fact that death numbers are not going up and either they're proving the point that the restrictions were never about hospital hospital resources they never were which is hopefully eye-opening to people because their hospitals are not overwhelmed anywhere in the country and they're still calling for it so nor would you expect them to become overwhelmed based on the numbers of people that have either be immunized by vaccination or by previous infection. Um, so, yeah, lots to talk about, lots to think about in that regard. But the school, as it's demonstrated in the past, has been reactionary and has not taken a stand uh, on behalf of the parents and uh, basically just does whatever the government tells them to do because they misinterpret what Romans 13 and 1 Peter talk about when it talks about submitting to the governing authorities. Because I'm pretty sure the governing authorities introduced things that were harmful to people. And I believe that our current governing authorities, especially in the state of Pennsylvania, their understanding of science is such that people can... that they, they actually would rather minors be able to get abortions and uh, gender reassignment surgery and stuff without parental consent. So they already have demonstrated that they don't trust the parents. They don't believe the parents should be in control of the children. They believe the state should be. So why are we then submitting our children to their mandates? That's the ultimate question. It's not Christ-like to do that. Christ is the one who said, better to have a millstone tied around your neck and be thrown into the sea than to lead one of my little ones astray. That's what Christ said. And I believe that a naive interpretation of Romans 13, 1 Peter, is what ultimately led to Christians participating, or I should not say participating, but actively, uh, passively participating in some of the greatest atrocities in our history because they stood idly by and they allowed Marxism and communism and Nazism to grow unimpeded. And ultimately, they were the ones who were silenced. I will not be silenced. 
as you can see. 